Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water, the official water cooler of 93.7 The Ticket. Give Coligan a, a call if you're curious about getting your water softener salt delivered to your home or business. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to coliganlincoln.com. Uh, we are excited because it is the final day of the Ticket Water Cooler with Big Sky. Not Maybe not excited, sad. Also excited. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a funeral. Uh, I want people at my funeral to be happy about it, but I guess if I die in like a car wreck, they might not be as happy about it. Maybe, maybe you know, it just kind of depends. But you're not dying. Yeah, was, you're just you're moving on to a bigger and better thing. So I was uh, to say, I'm neither dying nor was I in a car accident. <laughs> I know, but I'm just going, you know, from the funeral thing. I, I, you know, I just want people to be happy. I want my funeral to be a party. Everyone should have worn black today. That's right. We're all sad. The last day of Big Sky. Even more sad, obviously, after watching last night's uh, college basketball game. Nebraska losing to Wisconsin, falling to 0-9 now in conference play. If you missed it, we were able to uh, catch up the highlights, and we, we sped it up. So uh, this is the whole game in, in 10 seconds for you. But if you close your eyes. Emotional balance. Emotional balance. Emotional balance. Emotional balance. There we go. There goes my uh, on- ongoing effort to include TikToks into my uh, into my show here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Uh, but that's uh, kind of what it went like. And of course, I'm joking in a in a little bit. I mean, Nebraska did end up losing seventy three to sixty five. That's not as bad. It wasn't it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't the Rutgers game earlier this um, season. So at least coming back from. Um, you know, this COVID break, they did put up a good fight. But once again, coming up close, coming up short, which is close, which is the word that it's a curse word now in Nebraska athletics that you can't say. I accidentally mentioned it yesterday on the postgame show with DP, and he caught me. He said, oh, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't use that word again. But that's where Nebraska is. And I think overall um, we've, we've kind of seen the reaction, at least from the, uh, the newspaper writers, um, that it, it's starting to get to that point where – things might have to be done. It, it, it's kind of felt like this whole this whole time um, that regardless of what happens, Hoiberg will have another year. Um, but perhaps not regardless of what happens if they don't turn the corner a bit and get a few wins here. Uh, of course, I, I hope that this will be the height of the frustration with the Nebraska basketball season, but um, it, it's just kind of sad where you're at, where there's no realistic expectation to get any, any postseason play. And you start to wonder about um, different strategies that could be used um, maybe more so to entice players to come back or maybe I mean you might be getting to that point of playing for next year right like if you if you told Alonzo Verge we're gonna start you and that's our promise to you um, maybe by the end of the year you go well we better start Tomonaga at, at point and, and try to work on something that we're going to have in the future. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually get to there. Obviously um, only halfway through conference season, they, they've got uh, plenty more to go, but uh, 
frustration is piling up. Uh, Big Sky, is your, are, have you pretty much hit the – we talked about it the other day. Have you, have you hit apathy? Did it hurt last night, or is it just, eh, it's the same old Nebraska basketball team? Last night was great. There was only one basketball game. It started at 8 p.m., and, <laughs> and Nebraska won 77-44. to 44. I don't know what, I don't know what oh. Nebraska-Wisconsin game you're talking about, Bach. Oh, uh, the fair w- enough. women's basketball team tore through uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Jazz Shelley should have had a triple-double, but they pulled her to be good good sports and <laughs> that's uh, right. and nebraska's 14 and 4 that's all that's the only basketball team i know about oh well uh, that, that good for you that's a good place probably to be uh as a nebraska basketball fan and that is the good news is though at least the women are doing well and um and and hopefully maybe some of the nebraska basketball men's fans that uh, you know you kind of had the ticket deal last night where uh if you did buy a ticket to the men's game you get to go to the women's game um so hopefully that drew a little bit more of a crowd and people are getting excited for what's going on over there on the women's side uh unfortunately Unfortunately, um, just not turning the corner again for the men's side. Um, again, the 73-65 to 65 loss. It, it kind of just makes me wonder um, if you are getting to that point of – uh, like like we were talking a lot last night, kind of experimentation with the roster, your lineups. Um, I, I've seen some frustration out there that Fred Hoiberg um, isn't seemingly pushing too many buttons. It's, it's pretty much the same effort uh, game in and game out. Uh, I think they've started to shoot a little bit less from beyond the arc, and I, I think that's helped a little bit. Um, but ultimately, there's, uh, there's not much of a recipe when you get out-rebounded by 10-plus boards every game, and you don't have something to battle back with that, right? You don't have a, a highlight, a specialty of yourself maybe if you uh were ju- just had ultimate rim protectors and got 10 blocks a game or you could steal the ball 12 15 times a game you know you, you just have they don't have a strength to combat a, a losing on the boards that badly every game well it's uh the de- nebraska men's basketball is the definition of insanity it's trying the exact same thing every every time and expecting a different result and that's what we get every time we watch this nebraska men's basketball team we go in expecting, hoping for, well, maybe not the fans, but Fred Hoiberg goes in and tries the exact same thing on the court, night in, night out. He's tried three years in a row now to build a roster in the, in the same uh, you know, same makeup of a roster three times now, and it's just not working. And like I said yesterday, talented individuals. All the players can play, and Fred Hoiberg can coach. He's proven that at the Big 12 level. I said this on the women's basketball post game last night. He's, he's done it at the Power 6 level. So we know he's a talented college basketball coach, but for whatever reason, this collection of talent is churning out something lesser at Nebraska. And that is probably why it's the apathy set in so quickly because it was almost expected. Yeah, and Jeff off the text line points out, I was almost certain Hoiberg would be back regardless, but it seems like now Trev would almost have to fire him. And, and that's kind of that's just kind of where you're at is that uh, the, the, the record is, is piling up and obviously going winless right now. Um, all your hopes kind of coming into this season with the first five-star recruit um, for Nebraska. And, and Bryce is having a solid season so far, but uh, it's just not working all together with this team. And that's that's where you are. I mean, you could run through the records. Um, and the one that I kind of keyed on, on, we all know about he's one, one true road game um, at, at the University of Nebraska. That's that's pretty damning in and of itself um but just looking at the conference record now is is five and 43 uh at this point in his uh, his career here at nebraska to compare that to, to previous coaches doc sadler uh through three seasons used to play 16 conference games so it's easy to add up for me um through 48 games doc sadler was 21 and 27 um Tim Miles was also 21 and 27 through this many. So, I mean, you got, you got plus 16 for Doc Sadler and Tim Miles. Um, Barry Collery even was 16 and 32. 
Um, so, I mean, it's not just a deficit that he has compared to failed coaches or, or regimes that hasn't worked here in the past for Nebraska. It's a huge one. And if, if compared to him at Iowa State, he's 24 and 24 when he was able to turn that thing around and obviously eventually get them to a sweet 16. That's a, it's a completely different scenario that that's what's playing out at Nebraska. And it's frustrating um, because, you know, if, if you are Nebraska, there's not much you can do besides what they've done um, out. You know, you, you can't make up history and start, you know, putting up banners or anything. So uh, they've, they've committed the money to the program that, you know, PBA, the Hendricks training facility, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the tops in the big 10. Um, it's very impressive for a lot of recruits to come and see. And then you went out and got a, a top name coach. I mean, a big name coach, um, whereas previously Nebraska didn't have the money to do it or didn't have the connections to do it or whatever. Uh, and it, it's just, it's infuriating as a Husker fan when you look back and, and, and just uh, remember the day that it happened when Hoiberg was, you just thought that the program was heading to a new level. And then we've heard, you know, conversations like that before. I keep holding it against Fred Hoiberg when he said that Bryce McGowan's uh, just put Nebraska in a, another stratosphere as far as their program building. Um, it's, it's all just so frustrating and infuriating and it's it's sad because it's all getting lumped onto this team right now right like they they're trying to get over the hump in their own in their own way right um and they're getting they're playing some close games i mean losing to indiana by seven and wisconsin by eight um you know illinois by 10 within the last four games you you can't just roll the ball out there and play against those top 25 level competition and play that close to them so i mean they 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 it's not a complete waste but it's just it's the the record altogether is piling up and I think that you might get to a point I don't think it's quite here um but my question is if if they're getting to the point where you were with Frost when it's three and seven doesn't look good by the end of the year and then everybody knows what's what you feel about a three and nine coach it's it's probably tanked so you either got to step up and say something give the vote of confidence as the athletic director or let it play out and and knowing how ugly it will be at the end, make a very um, bold effort to bring the, the man back. Now, I mean that's 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 where they are. That's kind of where it's at the table. I wonder if you if if you'll give a vote of confidence. And we've seen some different things, different approaches from Trev Alberts, even addressing rumors <laughs> before, uh, which is very rare for an athletic director. If you remember, kind of the rumors around um, violations at Nebraska, he came out and and, and spoke up against them. Um, you wonder if you get if if he's going to have to do the vote of confidence thing, or maybe he's not because he's thinking about um, what what projects to the future. I, yeah, it'll be interested, interesting to see how uh, if this losing streak continues, if we hear anything from, from Trev Alberts. Or what what would you read from radio silence on Trev Alberts' part? Would, it, would you just read it as business as usual, Fred Hoiberg's the coach until we hear otherwise? Or would you would you say that is more indicative of a, a pending firing? Well, generally, I would say that, that, that there's no problem with that. We've heard from, uh, like, Sean Eichhorst in the past uh, before – um, you know, the Tim Miles was let go saying that he would, you know, wait till the end of the season to make the evaluation. And I think that's a solid way to do it. I, that's the way that I would do it. The problem is you didn't do that with Frost. So, are, you know, and they're different programs. So that's where the read becomes a little bit difficult. Um, but to me, if there's no vote of confidence, uh, it's and, and the record continues to be worse and worse. You're. Uh, the reason why you're in this position is because the same thing that he had to come out and say with Frost, right? Because if he didn't say this this quote, I'd be I'd be gathering all the information that I could to tell you this isn't going to work. But he flat out said it. 
there's no statistical reason throughout the history. He didn't. I'm paraphrasing now, but throughout the history of, of football, to tell you that this was going to work. There's not. Okay, well, somebody else has also started uh, as poorly as Frost did in his record, and then turned it around. Look right here. This is this is why there is none. Hoiberg's getting into that category, and I haven't had the chance to look through. But it's hard to imagine any successful coach has ever started a tenure five and forty-three in conference play because. Regardless, and, and there's been, you know, time periods where you'd have a longer leash and all that. But regardless of time periods and leashes, that's awful. Like, that that will get you tanked just about every time. And you won't have the chance to redeem yourself. Um, and f- for, you know, for the most part, good for good reason. That's, that, that's really bad. I've said it before. Nebraska's close to being in relegation status. If, the, if there were, if, you know, if it were, that's how bad it is. I know they don't have that, but I was compared to the, the Baylor Bears of the early um, Big 12 days up until like 2004. I, don't, I can't remember when exactly. Of course, Robert Griffin III really turned it around. But for a while, they weren't winning or competing at all in the Big 12. That's what 5-43 and 43 is. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because when you were talking about uh, Nebraska and what uh, that we were sold on uh, when we joined the Big Ten, I was thinking, like, what was the Big Ten sold on? You know, a good football program with a basketball team primed to uh, reach that next level. And now the basketball team has reached a new low, and the football team is, is not what, what was coming <laughs> in. And so I can only imagine what the Big Ten thinks about the men's athletics at Nebraska, uh, other than the baseball team, of course, and the wrestling team is good as well. Yeah. But – uh, it, it's uh, it really not a good time for the two two headliners in men's sports at Nebraska, and it's really unfortunate because as a freshman at UNL in 2018, there was a lot of excitement around Fred uh, Scott Frost, and then in 2019, as a second semester freshman, there was a lot of excitement about around Fred Hoiberg. There, there was a lot of excitement around Tim Miles's team my first year, and then when he ultimately couldn't put it together and he got fired, and then Fred Hoiberg became the guy. You know, you're kind of looking at it like, shoot, we got two teams that are going to compete for national championships in three oh, yeah. years. That's what the hope. And then you realize that you can't be drinking Kool Aid like that, and it only leads to disappointment. And that's where we are. We're at disappointment. Yeah, and then the other thing, as as pointed off for the text line, is the buyout that ultimately could save him um, off the the Sarder Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five says I'm not happy with Nebraska basketball at all, but with the crazy buyout and good recruits coming in, uh, could it be simple as one more year with some new assistants? Uh, Doc looks like he could care less about being at the game. I think that that's where you're at. I think you're at the the point of um, shuffling up the assistant staff, and and Matt Abdomasi has done a great job of recruiting as far as, you know, rankings and stuff goes. But the, the pieces just don't seem to fit. Um, Doc Sadler's kind of in that same category, I suppose, where, you know, and, and I always compare it to the, the failing football coach as well. If, you, if you're firing your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator every other year, you're just moving the blame left and right and, like, hoping that eventually uh, you can get the right chemistry or whatever it is, the right guy in the, but, but that's a bad sign, right? It's, it's a, it's, a, it's like a, a tell that you're, you're almost done. And that's where it is. They're, they're, I think they will have to make moves on the bench um, this offseason. They're going to have to do something to to sell tickets next year, to, to get people to buy in to what's happening. They do have a good recruiting class again. So, you know, that is one thing, but you've just been sold on that, and and it's been a, a complete miss so far. Not not in that those guys aren't talented, but um, that it's just not equating to win, to wins. So um, I, I think you know the buyout for what it's worth would be eighteen and a half million dollars. Um, that's uh, pretty comparable to to where Scott Frost was. I can't remember where he was quite at fifteen million, uh, I believe. So it's uh, 
it's hard to imagine them doing it. And for what it's worth, too, I don't think that they should. I, I'll say this about Frost, and I'll say this about Hoiberg. The reason why you were as enthusiastic as you were is because they earned it. Those are guys that Nebraska is going to, is basically batting, you know, <laughs> dating out of their league, stepping up a level to get those guys. You're not normally going to get them on the open market. So it's going to be tough to replace them with better hires at the time. Um, so, and so I think that they're worth the patience a little bit more, just give it a little more patience. And, and for Hoiberg, he's got enough of that with the recruiting, um, the type of players that he's been able to, uh, you know, bring in and his success at Iowa state. I certainly think it's worth another chance just because of the, the, the basketball circles he's in to begin with. Um, but it's just it's becoming harder and it's just depressing. I mean, you're just sitting around hoping that the, the, the you know, the the glory guys that, that the, the, I mean, just the, some of the best hires Nebraska could ever make. And it's gone nothing but disastrous. And I just I, I it couldn't have gone any worse. Like we say, you, you hate to the group them together. But as a Nebraska fan, you're living through the seasons, right? Fall bleeds over into winter, so you're living it together. Um, and it, it's just sad. And I think that next year, um, almost regardless of what happens throughout the rest of this year, I think Hoiberg will be back. Um, but he does have to, like like Sipple wrote, you, you got to show something at, at some point. Like in the next four games is what Sipple says. But, you know, overall, I think he's going to get till the end of the season at the very least. But you've got to show something um, for belief, for hype, Um you know, for for a heartbeat even, um, because it's going to be, it's already a very difficult uh, summer se- session, right? It's already very difficult when uh, to sit through and get pumped for these teams moving forward. Uh, but football did enough, and we've talked about it quite a bit. Football did enough to pump Kool-Aid back into uh, the program. I think Nebraska basketball is going to have to do the same. Like I said, maybe it's some of those moves on the bench. Maybe it's another huge get in recruiting, um, but they're going to have to do something uh, to, to get people to believe again, and hopefully they can do that before the season's over. You've been named on the text line, Bach. Oh, I have been named. Captain Kool-Aid. <laughs> hey, I kind of like it. Broadcasting live on the radio currently is Captain Kool-Aid. Um, yeah, I mean, but it is. I mean, what do you want to go back to hiring some mid-level um, coach? I, I understand that almost just about anybody could could probably get Nebraska over 5-43. and 43, Well, but that's not the goal. Your last mid-level hire was Tim Miles, and he led you to two of the most successful seasons in record-wise in Nebraska basketball history. That unfortunately didn't end in a tournament uh, tournament wins, of course. But I think what's happening with Fred Hoiberg here is I'm, I'm going to preach 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 patience real quick because I think a lot of the f- leftover frustration from the football season is being heaped on the basketball program, and I see a lot of people talking about how we need to be patient with Coach Frost, give him another year because this team is right there, you know, and it's 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 the quarterback's fault or it's it's the special team's fault you know we just need to make a couple changes well you can go through and make all the exact same excuses for fred hoiberg and he's been here one less year to build it so i under i don't understand why we take the program in the and football team that should have the higher standards because they have tasted success at the highest level and now are heaping that standard and doing it more intensely on the basketball program that's never been at that high of a level we're looking for a tournament win I, I think you need to be just as patient, if not a little bit more, with the basketball team, and you're giving Fred Hoiberg less time to make it happen. It, it's just it's ridiculous. At least Scott Frost inherited a roster. Fred Hoiberg didn't inherit a roster. He's it's it's been a, it was a complete rebuild for Nebraska basketball, and I understand it's bad, and he has been really bad. Just be as patient as you were for Coach Frost with Coach Hoiberg. That's all I'm asking. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the programs are certainly different. So, you know, maybe the comparisons, maybe it shouldn't be um, treated equally. Um, and it's hard to, like, like I mean, it, like, like I'm arguing, right, on behalf of they're not just rolling the ball out there and, and not giving any effort, right? They are losing uh, by 10, 7 points, whatever, to these top 25 teams. But that's not the type of close that you see in, college, in, in the, with the football team, right? Um, and for what it's worth, I mean, we all – you, you just ride with the decisions of the athletic director of, of Nebraska, uh, the leaders over there at the university, but there's plenty of people that wouldn't want to have the patience extended to Frost and that wouldn't have wanted or want the patience um, to be extended to Hoiberg. I just think I, I just go back and try to look at it from a bigger picture that Nebraska is, is rare. Like I would have said it when they were hired, give these guys they're worth a little bit more patience than you would with the normal coach because they're not easy replaceable on the open market. Um, at least, you know, their stock coming in. So it's worth, if you have some of your splashiest hires of all time, it's probably worth letting them grow as coaches, learn the, you know, area and, and try to get better. It is just hard to imagine that it would be this god-awful for both programs. So, like, when you when you, when you you ask for patience, you're thinking, yeah, maybe they just can't quite get over the hump and, and you know. But that's where Nebraska, like, football has fallen from, oh, I, I hope Nebraska, you know, when, when they were hired, when Frost was hired, is I hope he can get us over the hump and uh, we'll be c- competing for Big Ten championships and, and win the West often. Now it's down to I, he'll probably be back if he wins six games. That's how bad it is. And Nebraska basketball, obviously, is just, um, you know, has always been bad. So you don't have, for the most part, outside. I always hate saying that because Strick put in a lot of good work, and then those guys in the 90s did. But for the most part, have been pretty darn bad for a long time. Haven't been successful at the highest level. But they I mean, haven't I, been bad. They haven't been successful at the highest level. They've been, <laughs> they've been pretty bad. I mean, one tournament appearance since 1998. Okay, is, is apparently, bad. Big Eight tournament champions is bad. I'm saying since it's it hap it's it comes in as a little little soundbite on your show twice a day, Bach. Oh, I know, and I'm I always like I just said I'm not talking about the '90s Huskers. I'm talking since uh, Vincent Hamilton and Cookie Belcher and those guys. Jason is here to set me straight because I'm apparently a lost soul. All right, Jason. Yeah, Jason is on the Sardar Hammond. Actually, the Haunt of Lincoln hotlines. Also, shout out to Sardar Hammond. Our text on four two four six four five six eight five. Jason, what are you thinking today? Big guy, your brain is in uh, Montana already, I think. So I'm moving to no, Iowa, Jason. <laughs> just kidding around. I don't have any great wisdom today. Usually I have my thoughts a little clearer. But the fact is uh, the Hoiberg record has been pretty much putrid. Now, Frost's record hasn't been anything to write home about either, but at least Frost can can uh, say my dad was a legend in Nebraska and so was I, and I, got, I helped bring a national title to this team back in the day. So we, we're going to give Frost more credit, and I know that kind of goes, you know, without saying. But that Michigan and Auburn, those two games back-to-back, I mean, Swarbrick probably should have been suspended without pay for like a month. <laughs> I mean, the effort was just crazy. And I think he has said at Auburn, you know, all our guys were tired, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they probably were. Maybe that, you know, sometimes fans we overreact. Yeah, maybe they were. Uh, he knows more than I do about this team. But the effort against Michigan, just getting destroyed at home and then going down and getting absolutely annihilated, like Lincoln Southeast taking on like a Class D2 team in football. You know, they might mean well and they got their uniforms on. Lincoln Southeast would have their way with, you know, some uh, small Class D2 school. So 
That's what it felt like against Michigan and Auburn, and that's what it feels like a lot of times uh, with Hoiberg. With the lack of ingenuity and coming up with uh, strategic ways during the game to at least be competitive. Now, I say all this, and then we go out to NC State and almost win, and then we hang with Indiana. So my, my philosophy isn't foolproof, guys. But I've seen such dog crap effort at times from the coaching staff and then sometimes not great defense and not great effort from the players. So Hoiberg, I don't know. He's not getting it done. I mean, maybe he'll get another year because of that lofty buyout. But, man, it is he don't deserve – uh, you know, too much more time because this is this is plain old putrid. So anyway, good luck in the next stop, Big uh, Sky. Thank you guys. Thanks, Jason. All right, thanks, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where it's at, and I, I I do think that the decision is made quite a bit easier because of the buyout, right? I mean, I, I mean, we can argue that the patience thing and all that, um, but the buyout looms large, and it's not like Nebraska's. Um, got a Scott Frost coming up, right, where you need to move a guy out so you can get Tron Lou wants to come in right away. No, that's that's not happening. So, um, you know, they, they've got some they've got some time, but they still need to sell those tickets and they still need to sell that it's going to happen. Um, so they're, I think that they're going to have to, to make some moves and win some games here down the stretch. Um, but still, either way, that buyout's pretty big, so maybe nothing will happen either way. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, going winless in conference play might do it. I don't think they're that bad. I think they'll get some wins. Um, but uh, certainly hoping to see that when we come back uh interesting day uh as uh, as a as a few huskers added to the nfl combine as well does that automatically mean they'll get drafted also herbie husker looking a little different these days we'll talk about that next year on on uh, actually the ticket water cooler brought to you by colgan water 